0: Tonight, we break down what appears to be a successful start to Arsenal's 2019 campaign. We ask if David Louise is an STD, question the fan base's immediate hero status of our new arrivals and youth prospects, and ask the truly hard-hitting question, is Rihanna hot or is Rihanna not? All this and more tonight on this and Ask Brothers RankCast, monthly. Welcome to this, the, the first of the Ask Brothers Monthly August Monthly Ask Brothers, I guess, to put in a couple of words, but we're on monthly now, not weekly, which is is different. And it means that we're gonna take a different view of, I guess, podcasting, because most of the podcasts out there are all weekly, we're all talking about the games, we're all digging into the games. And today, me, brother Ryan, Brother Manny and Brother Toby of the Church of Arsbro are going to bring you, instead of a a, a breakdown digging really deep into the games, we're going to bring you more of a bigger overview of the month of football, where we've landed, what we think of the actual results, what we think of the points. We've got all sorts of stuff today. We've got the first round of the finish of our predictions league that we started last month, our points predictions league. And we have the end of the first month of our 3 two ones and one two threes, all combined to give us the three best players of the month and the three worst players of the month. And what a crazy month it's been. Brother Toby, how are, how are you feeling? How are you? Jump on in.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm all right. Um, my boy has <laughs> literally sucked the soul out of my body, um, but... So I'm, I'm tired, I'm fucking over it, but um, yeah, looking forward to a, a good old uh, discussion tonight.
0: Brother Ryan, how's your month been, mate?
2: Good, can't complain, uh, I'm excited, I'm really excited for North London Derby. Uh, I want to fucking beat him so bad, I just, oh, just let, me just let me at him, I want him! <laughs> Chomping
0: at the fucking bit, and uh, Brother Manny. Having some technical issues today, mate.
3: Yeah, man. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Um, I might end up doing a Toby and dropping out a couple of times on this pod, man. But, Getting um, fucked. <laughs> well, it's true. You do it all the time, bro. So yeah, man. I may, I may uh, nab a few things from you, but apart from that, we're all good over here, man. We're good.
0: Uh oh, Mandy, while we've got you. Initial. Just, just. Yeah. Just initial thoughts on the first month of football we, We've seen August, it's come and gone We've played yeah. Newcastle, we've played Burnley, we've played Liverpool We've won two, mm-hmm. we've lost one How are you feeling, how's your, your overall emotion After the first month of, of a season I guess That has come with a lot of expectation After the transfer window that we've had
3: mm. um, Pretty decent actually um, I don't have too many things to complain about Um, I think that August should be seen as, you know, the the last leg of preseason really. That's when we should, you know, be at the final stages of fitness and really looking to kick on. So, um, there hasn't been too many, you know, opportunities to be overly critical. Um, I've been happy-ish, you know, with the start. Don't have too many complaints. So, um, yeah, it's been decent.
0: Toby, first loss against Liverpool first loss of the year and I guess a, a lot of people are, are maybe starting to I don't know already starting to question or or starting to come up with different ideas about how arsenal are going to track and how we're going to portray but you know what was your immediate emotion after the after the Liverpool game having having won the first two games
1: fine I, I was I was a lot um more pragmatic about it. After I, I thought we put in a, a spirited performance for half time, could have nicked a goal or two. The tactics, you know, with a little bit of luck, you know, or better finishing could have worked really well. And um, I didn't think that they were that much of a, a danger. They had all the possession, but I felt like um, everyone was playing a role, and it was um, it was to a particular game plan. So, look. You know, like Manny said, I think it's been a pretty good first month. You know, first month, rather. As Arsenal fans, we're not used to winning the first two games of the season. I mean, how many fucking times did we start the year with players missing? You know, no transfers on the back foot. You know, losing at home to Villa or fucking West Ham or something like that. Um, You know, so I think it's been a couple of wins. Introducing some youngsters in, performing well, getting the wins without playing, you know, amazingly well, um, and put in a, in a spirited display against Liverpool. And really, did we think did we think we weren't going to get beaten in that game? So it's not really surprising or anything, um, yeah, anything uh, that that wouldn't have been or wouldn't be expected.
0: Mm. I mean, look the the initial. Statement that I wrote down immediately after the game were was uh, Arsenal stuffing their trousers with socks while Liverpool actually have giant hammer cocks.
1: Eloquent and deep. What a poet! I love it. Yeah, I
0: actually wrote that down immediately after the game. Ryan, are Liverpool actually swinging a massive Premier League cock?
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh you I mean you have to look at the way they invested their money and you, you you have to say we're on that trajectory. Um, I'd say we're probably like three to four years behind them. Uh but yeah, they're they're forced to be reckoned with uh top to bottom. Not too many holes. Uh it's a shame they had uh what's his fucking Becker, you know, get hurt. But yeah, they're they they're a team to be reckoned with and honestly I, I think I agree with Toby. I think we put up a good fight and and actually, after the game, I got optimistic and more optimistic, and uh, I'm excited for what's to come for us, for sure, especially with mm-hmm. you know the new signings, getting integrated into the team, our players coming back, so definitely uh, yeah. exciting.
0: Well, Prediction League, guys, we started it last month, and the way we're going to do the Prediction League this year, so we're going to be different to the way a lot of other Predictions Leagues work, and what our aim is, is whoever gets the closest to Arsenal's final point score at the end of the year is going to win. So last month, Toby picked Arsenal to have six points at the end of August. Max, I picked Arsenal to have six points at the end of August. Ryan picked Arsenal to have six points at the end of August. That just leaves Mandy Rids just missing out on actually being right on Arsenal's end-of-month prediction score because he picked four points. Mandy, you picked a draw away at Newcastle.
3: Yeah. Why the hell not? It wasn't a Newcastle great game. It wasn't like it was. Well, it wasn't like well that shit team just beat the scum. So what the fuck that's does true. that say? <laughs> and that was where
0: that was where I was leading you, brother.
3: Oh wait, I said the the scum, and I could say the cons on here. I completely forgot. <laughs> um, yeah. So listen, that's what I was going with, like, because you, know, you know they're they're unpredictable. They're a weird team. Okay, they're weird side, so uh, I don't know. I just thought an open, and we're not exactly great on opening day, are we? So no, we've got yeah, we've I, got four. I predicted it, the, exactly, so I predicted a little slip up. I'm happy I was wrong, you know. So um, I'll take the four points, man. <laughs> Guys,
0: three two ones I'm and one two threes. So again, a little bit different from last year because we're not running through all the three two ones and all of the one two threes for each individual game. Instead, what we're doing this year is we're combining all of our scores. And uh, at the end of the month, essentially what we're going to have is a 3-2-1 a one and 1-2-3 one, of the month. Now, guys, I sent you out all of the scores. All of the scores added up. So the way we did it was your positive points minus your negative points to give you a final score, an end-of-month score. And um, some interesting results in the middle... But at the top and bottom end, I think we all agreed, guys, it was it was a, a fair representation of what had gone on in the first month of the season.
3: can't complain. I mean, shit. But what did we predict again? You're going to have to remind me, because I didn't really look at the damn list. So you're going to have to remind me like who's on top and who's in the middle. I think I know who's at the bottom, but yeah, I forgot. So, so guys, refresh basi- my memory, man.
0: Basically... Now i the fucking screenshot of it I took. I, I got it. You want
2: me to say I got the list?
0: I'll edit it out. But I've got the top three and I've got the bottom three on hand immediately, guys. So let's talk through our top three players of the month and our bottom three players of the month. And coming in, guys, as our man of the month with 12 points positive, 2 points negative, and a total point score for the month of plus 10... Fergus's favorite player on the planet, Matteo Genduzzi.
2: <laughs>
0: Toby, what, what did you it. think of what did you think of Genduzzi's first month of football and how we've ended up voting him our man of the month?
1: Well, I think primarily he's been able to drive the play forward and, and think quite calmly under pressure. And I think that's something that we really need. Um, you know, he's not in the mold of a, a Rositsky or a Jack Wilshire or anything. He's not quite slight of foot that way, but he really does. He's quite calm under pressure. So any team that's pressing us or, you know, in tight places, he, he's getting those, um, he's getting the ball moving and moving forward. Um, You know, I think it's absolutely vital. He's quite comfortable on the ball receiving from deep, which gives us options away from Xhaka, potentially. Um, And just really courageous, like a a lot of movement, a lot of tempo um, has been pretty good defensively, apart from a couple of, you know, a couple of uh, times where he's lost his markup, but, um, or sorry, hasn't marked up properly. But um yeah, I think overall he's he's put in a really solid display and I think um I think we've really got one for the future and I think that's been reflected um with us well all four of us scoring him, you know, in positively, you know, in most of the games.
0: Manny Riz, worthy of Yo. a man of the month for Mateo?
3: Yeah, I'd say so. Um I think what I enjoyed really is you know just him taking control of the midfield a lot more things going through him him putting himself about you know making interceptions you know he's brought that into his game his passing range is decent you know there's certain things I still can't stand about the kid but apart from you know those little rough edges that he needs to smooth out a little bit um, I'm seeing an improvement in the guy do you know what I mean so um, long may it continue worthy of the top spot fuck Fergus And (laughs) Uh -uh.
0: yeah. Good times. Good times. Look, guys, for me, um, Genduzi ends up getting player of the month, and I think as we work through these, the thing that you really have to get a little bit into your mindset when you're looking at our, our points, because I put these points up on our Guns and Yellow Ribbons chat group and uh, Steve and Fergus were not happy with the top three or the bottom three. And I said to both of them, look, it's it's been voted blindly, so none of us look at each other's scores before we put our, our, our predictions up. We, we seldom talk to each other actually inside the games anyway because we're all watching it in fucking different time zones all over the world. But I think that this particular thing, it, it, this particular setup." It really does both reward and... What's the opposite of a reward? Punish. Punish. It really does reward <laughs> and it really does punish consistency and inconsistency. And I think the thing that Genduzzi's ended up doing across this first month of, of football has um, has been that he's been consistent. He's played all three games and, and really has been, in my opinion, fantastic. Man of the match in in one game for me. Uh, First game of the season, absolutely cracking. Um, Was solid in his second game and was solid in his third game. So, you know, Matteo Ganduzzi coming in at second. So the two points for this month. One that I I think will ruffle a couple of people's feathers a little bit because some people have thought he's had a really hard time. But AMN in at two points. Ryan, what did you make of of Maitland-Niles coming in with 11 points positive, three points negative, and plus seven to take out second spot for Man of the Month?
2: Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm a little biased. I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, and people need to realize this isn't his position. He's not a right back. Uh, so with that, you know, and just and just seeing him on the field, I think, I don't know, I don't think he's as, as much of a liability as people think. I think, you know, you get the right winger against him, like a Sané or... Um, or Mane, even you know, maybe it gives him a tough time, but he they give tough times to anybody. So um, I'm really I'm really happy with what he's been doing. Um, I'm just now curious where he's gonna go when Beleran comes back, because I definitely want to see him in the starting eleven somewhere. I just don't know where that's gonna be. Hopefully, maybe give him a right winger and then put Pepe on the other side. I don't know. That's just a wet man's dream, but we don't know. We'll see. But yeah, definitely happy, definitely deserving. Big ups to Maitland Niles. Tobes, ask Bandit, what do you
0: think of AMN's first month of football, and do you think it's fair for him to uh, to take out second place in our man of the month?
1: Well, certainly. Uh, he uh, he effectively won us the game with uh, a Bamiyang finish. Um, and, uh, so was that? that was Newcastle, was it? L- lightning fast, wonderful cross, really, really showed a lot of his dynamism, and I think this team is transitioning towards more power players, and... I think the way the Premier League is, it's not necessarily pure technique. It's sprint speed and power and, you know, closing down spaces very quickly. And, you know, from a defensive perspective, putting pressure on the opposition to to pull them out and make, make errors. So he's got that in space. You know, the guy is an athlete. The cunt's got fucking shoulders two foot wide. You know, he lightning quick, strong. Athletic, all of that. And he's got the ability to play as a pseudo midfielder. And I don't know if anyone else has been seeing this. Certainly was the case, um, you know, at kind of the fuck it moment, um, you know, around the hour mark against Liverpool. He actually started tucking in and distributing the ball from almost like a right-sided central midfielder position. So I think that's a bit... Exciting potentially for the future as well. Um, so look, some some sloppiness. There's no doubt, but I think you're going to get that with a young player. Um, and like we were saying previously, for the most part, he's been defensively very sound. You know, the, he hasn't actually been that much of a liability with the defensive duties. It's more been about the odd misplaced pass. I think that's um,
0: reflected in his negative score column, only having three negative three negative points which I think mm. came from I, I think two week uh, one week where he got a negative one I think he got a negative two from
1: one of the guys and he yeah, got a negative and it was one a couple from of, one it of it was the a couple guys. of sloppy passes and poor crosses rather than a terrible game overall so yeah look certainly worthy of a second spot for me I, I'm really excited to to see him coming along um and I reckon if you look at how well Willock has done, a lot of it because of his physique and his power. Um, You know, we're starting to have a look at that mould of player uh, that can make a bit of a difference. Instead of us looking enviously um, at other clubs in the league um, with these type of players, you know, we're actually starting to produce some some of our own. So, yeah, really exciting for me. Coming in at third, so our one point for the month. Jay
0: Leno, nine points positive, three points negative for a final score of plus six. Manny Riz, have we finally got mm. the keeper that we deserve in our big German? And do we finally think that uh, essentially we can stop the look at this? We can stop to look at this point for something better when we've got something that appears to be quite special in in Burnt Leno.
3: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't come without his faults. I think there's certain aspects of his game that, you know, that need addressing, you know, the way he commands the box and, you know, coming for crosses and things like that. He tends to flap a lot. But besides that, you know, that's a position we've been talking about for years at the Emirates. We have had some shocking cunts in the freaking goalkeeper position, you know, Vapiansky and then Almunia, and I'm gonna say this as well: Chesney. I don't give a fuck what people say. He wasn't as good <laughs> as people think he was. He was a liability as well. And even Czech man, Czech was shit as well. So Leno to come in made his position his that position his own. You know when when Czech went down last season, and he hasn't really put a foot wrong. You know I, I like the guy. You know he's got that. Arrogance about him, that German arrogance about him. You know, what I mean, the way he struts around and, and and you know bites on that chewing gum. I like the guy, man. So I think it's a worthy, you know, third place. Um, again, rough edges to be ironed out, but apart from that, yeah, man, worthy. Interestingly yeah.
1: enough, and you know, need to be a mad cocky prick to be a goalkeeper as well. Exactly, you gotta, yeah, be, you gotta be unhinged. Strong.
3: Look at Lehman, right? Mm, was Lehman unhinged. was insane. He was insane, yeah. right? Fighting with with... Fighting with drug bar and, and and you know, pushing and grabbing people and shouting, double-footing Oh man, Lehman was he was the guy. So, to be a like goalkeeper, a you can't be nice, you can't be, you know, soft-hearted and all of that. No, you've got to have something about you, you know. what I mean, so Almunia was Leno nice. that. You know, Almunia
0: looked like he had a Play-Doh collection. Of different assorted, <laughs> assorted colours and shapes. He had one of those things where, like, you put the play doh in the thing and you pressed it, and it was a star. And that was what our Mooney, that was what our Moonia played with before he goal kept. That's what I think. Mm. Um. So basically, the, the, then all the players washed through the middle guys. After our, after our positives, there's a couple of other guys who are in and around who, who finished with positive points. And a couple of guys finished just in the negative points. And again, they ended up being either players who were inconsistent or players who had a decent game and a bad game. you know. And we'll kind of run into quite a few of them in the later part when we, when we start to talk about a few of our main talking points. But into our bottom three guys, so our negative one for the month, David Louise, one point positive. Twelve points negative for a score of minus eleven. Ryan, I'll put it. this question to you. I'll put this question to you. <laughs> Bypass
1: Manny for this one.
0: <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm just no. going to push Manny to the side. Just for, Manny, feel free to jump all over it. But I'm just going to push it to Ryan first. Ryan, if one <laughs> oh, game yeah. can't make. Sabios a legend, yeah. can one terrible game Yay,
3: make David right.
2: Luiz a piece of yeah, shit? well done. <laughs>
0: well,
2: I mean, it's oh, entirely me. different. Uh, we <laughs> knew David Luis was going to be like this from when we panically signed him. And yes, I'm going to say panically signed him. It was a panic buy, 100%. Uh, I, ha- I, uh, I got a little persuaded by Manny a little more. I, I wasn't too sure about the buy, but you know, if you're talking to Manny, I was like, all right, well, well, shit. What are we going to do? And I, I, I don't know who gave him the uh, the pluses out of the four of us. Definitely wasn't me. Um, I gave him. He I gave him the positive one. I thought he was. I thought he, he was really bad. good at Burnley. Uh, I guess no, just no. And him I, actually at Chelsea, 40, I, I actually thought he was
0: quite good for the first forty. I actually thought he was quite good for the first forty-five minutes against Liverpool as well.
2: Him and Sokratis weren't bad at all. Uh, but it's just you just know what you're gonna get with him. He's just. He's the Brazilian Mustafa. So Manny,
0: does Manny does one does one fuck up make him a complete retard?
3: He is. He's always been a fucking yeah, retard, exactly. mate. <laughs> he has time? always been a retard. No, it's not. He's been doing it his whole career. So when we signed him, while most people were like, "Oh, you know, he it's a decent signing. He's experienced. Only he knows the Premier pounds. League," I was like, "No, I don't care." This is what he brings, right? Do you know what I mean? There's always that side of his game where he could give away a stupid goal and we saw it. Right, We saw the it on Saturday.
0: Did anyone see his interview where he was trying to explain what he did and how it happened? They interviewed him and like fair play to him. He fronted no, the media after giving away a penalty. But he says to the media he's like So Mo said that he didn't even feel it and because the New Jerseys are quite stretchy, I just grabbed it and it but it's not a penalty Man. because it just
3: Do you see he what
2: fucking talking stopped about. him from running. Like He said it was instinct. I mean too. the thing is
3: oh. he said it was instinct and the thing is if you watch it back right, Salah is going away from goal right? He's going yep. away from goal, so there was actually no need for him to do that, right? But he's such a, he's so, st- oh my God. This is this is what I was talking about. This is why I wasn't happy with it, because he doesn't improve us. Again, he's another defender who is susceptible to areas like that, right? And if we go back and if you watch the game, yes, we were, you know, Liverpool had all the possession and Liverpool were dominating the play, but we were only a goal down before Louise went and Tuned into that Mustafi-like persona that he has And he fucked it all up Fuck him, I don't like him, man,
0: no Does one Mustafi make a Mustafi? What? (laughs) Does does one Mustafi So being a fuckhead is called a Mustafi Does one Mustafi make a Mustafi Or does he have to multiple Mustafi? Like, if you suck a dick does that make you gay, or are you just a dude who sucked a dick? So, therefore, like, has Louise just sucked one dick, or is Louise, like
2: real fucking gay? Mm, he he has a bag of dicks in, in his in his satchel uh, from just from Chelsea. And he's, <laughs> yeah. he's been under, he's no, saying he no, has Ryan. historical Ryan, dicks. Hold on, <laughs>
3: let me interrupt. let me jump in quickly. If you really want to see what David Louise is all about. Brazil versus Germany.
2: Oh, my favorite! my fa- my favorite game of all time. I, oh, I came to that fucking video. I always forget for you're a match.
0: German, Ryan. I always oh. forget you're a North Carolinian German. <laughs> God damn. Yeah,
2: German at heart always. Yeah, it was. Oh, probably the, honestly, it might have been I hmm, I don't want to know. Might have been a better day than when we actually won the World Cup that year. I was just. Couldn't knock a smile on my face. And then when you saw the highlights on Pornhub, who it just too much. It was great. It was fantastic. Toby, our
0: negative two of the month. And maybe it's a little bit unfair because really he only played one game. But in that one game he was bad enough to receive the entirety of our negative twelve points. With zero positive points, the one and only Henrik Mikatari and Toby.
1: I reckon he got negative 12 for bloody one half of football if I'm honest yeah 15 Um, 15
0: misplaced passes
1: and then the irony is that you know he would have suited a game like we played against Liverpool so you know it's he is fucking infuriating that guy and and we have to keep him when we really could have used a player like Wobes against against Liverpool you know so swings and roundabouts and checks and balances and all that but um yeah, he, he, he is an infuriating player. Um, and that was a, a horrible performance, that particular game. And we haven't really seen him since. I think he made a cameo um, on the weekend. 86, 86th minute against Liverpool. Yeah, so, on. you know, he's he's a rocks and diamonds player, isn't he? You know, he can be absolutely pus-ridden awful, Um and produce moments of man- magic, you know. Can I
0: give you an interesting there, stat from that game that he played, Toby? Sure. So 15 missed, 15 miscontrolled or lost balls or poor passes, 15 possession yep. turnovers within yep. the first, I think it was within the first 25 minutes or something of that game. Five final third passes, four leading to high XG chances.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's a huge
0: return. It's a, it's a huge return. It's still, for any player this year, it's still the highest amount of final third passes leading to high mm-hmm. XG
1: chances. And then he's actually pretty pretty good at the press as well. He's actually quite hardworking, you know, probably some remnants of um, the Mourinho days. So, anyway, absolutely infuriating. Um, deserves every one of his negative 12s, but... <laughs> Wish you could you know, have given him more for that game. There are... Well, yes, Ryan,
0: wow. we should maybe save a special like negative extra like bonus negative point each for like the real shit cunt, but it would get, it mm. would get far too confusing. Mm. Um, guys, the shit count of the month. Um, so if Matteo Ganduzzi was our man of the month, our, our shittest man of the month, uh, a little bit of a painful one to, to, to swallow because... I don't think that this particular individual has been really bad. I think there's a lot of Arsenal fans out there who have such an erection for youth that maybe they were willing to give him a pass for some of his performances. But as far as being inconsistent, very, very safe and not particularly effective, Reece Nelson... Our negative three for the month with zero positive points. Negative fourteen points
3: mm.
0: for a score of negative fourteen. Reese Nelson in his first two games for Arsenal comes out the bottom of the pile.
1: Well, um, I'd like to interject. Yes. I and and I, I feel like I influence what you just said. Um, because I don't think he's had one single poor performance, but I think he's played within himself. His first game was pretty bad. To make, let me finish my fucking point, to make sure that he's playing at that level and stepping up to Premier League standard. So, you know, you've got the sliding doors moment with the Monreal offside, you know, absolutely smashes at home. Um, the first game of the season against Newcastle, I thought he showed some dribbling ability and and some deft touches in tight spaces. I just think the first couple of games, he was probably the least good of a fairly good bunch and had to have one negative three in there because of it. Um, and then he misses out when players come into fitness and, and form for the third game of the season. So whilst... We've all scored him negative points, and he's got to that stage for a reason. He certainly hasn't had a fucking horrible game, like a David Luiz or a Henrik Mkhitaryan.
0: Manny Riz, Reese Nelson, deserving of the bottom of the pile this month, or a little unfortunate, a little, a little circumstantial.
3: Um, I'd say it's sort of a fair reflection on his performances, man. Um, he ah. People were really pinning their hopes on this kid. And wrongly so, because he hasn't done anything to prove me or a lot of people otherwise. And his first couple of performances kind of prove that. I mean, it's not as if he was facing the Liverpool. He was facing a shit Newcastle defence. And a pretty, I would say tough, but still relatively simple Burnley defence as well and he just didn't show anything i didn't you know see him beat a man i didn't see him you know commit players i didn't see him go run past any players show any bit of flair i just yeah it, it was boring it was like missionary like it was just dry. He's not
2: ready that's why he's just i, I hate to say it to people who have their erections for this but he's he's not ready i
3: yeah, I kind of I mean, want him to go back ugh. out on
2: loan, To be honest, I, just, I don't. I don't think he's ready. I don't think you know he had that bust up. Uh, no, nah, he'll get but... he'll get plenty of games. Right? Oh, he will. He will. He'll get plenty I of st- games.
1: You've got yeah, you've we'll got see. Carling FA Cup and Europa, and I don't want to see any of our top players in playing in Europa League yeah, until we're point. well into the competition. But this plays
0: oh, back. So. Oh, so I Manny think Manny and I was saying last week. This plays into yeah, absolutely into what Manny and I were saying last week. We don't love a Bamiang out of a wide position. And really what we're left with after the Awobi sale is Reese Nelson as the next best option off the left. So if he's not going to cut the mustard, we're going to run into some problems. And we'll especially run into some problems if Lacazette or Aubameyang go down.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe it will pick up. Maybe he will... <sighs> Maybe like, like Willock and then, you know, like Conduzi last season. We need to be a bit patient with him because it's the Premier League, it's not the Bundesliga. But I just didn't see anything. I, I, I didn't, you know. And, and I, some people were saying that he was impressive. I'm like, what were you watching? Like, please show me where he was impressive because I watched Newcastle again and I watched Burnley again and I didn't see anything that impressed me at all. You know, for a 20 year old who's trying to stake a claim at a big club. That wasn't good enough. And unless he picks it up in the next few months, then there is nothing for you know to justify him being at the club until he proves it. He's got time, but yeah, he needs to do something.
0: Manny, for me the issue with Reese Nelson isn't and has never been skill. We've seen his level of skill. For me it might be a mentality thing. He doesn't feel to me like he has a really strong will uh, and i mean that in the sense of the will to go and impose himself on a game not the way joe willick has and joe willick ended up right in the middle of the ground for us i think he ended up with an overall score of negative 2 with both pods with both positive points and negative points so just below what we would call a, a good a good start to the year with a score of 0 but that mentality that Willock has, where he seems to want it and get on the ball, and he wants to drive, and he wants to play those one-twos with or and break the lines and get forward. And even that shot that Willock took on, I think it was in the Burnley game. Uh, it, it, I think it was offside or it got called back for some reason, but he pinged one that hit the foot of the left-hand post. Even that, for me, was, it, it showed a mentality and it showed a drive. And, and, Manny, it brings us into our first big question of the pod – and it's why are the fans trying to build up these kids to a level that they can't actually reach, that they may not physically be able to reach, and do the Arsenal fan base have erections made of agenda?
3: Uh, yes, and yes. I think with with Arsenal fans are so desperate, you know, for quality players from our academy that they've big these players up before they are, they've even done anything. I mean, when you mentioned, you know, Reese Nelson's mentality, there's there's one player that, that you didn't mention, obviously, because he doesn't even play in the Premier League, but Jaden Sancho, right, went to Dortmund and acted as if, I'm not 18 years old. I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm going to run at this defender. I'm going to make goals. I'm going to score them. I belong here. And Jaden Sancho and Reese Nelson pretty much have the same path, but they are two completely different players in terms of mentality. Now, going back with Arsenal fans, it's just, there's this really annoying thing where big players up way too quickly. They think that they will save us and, and, and they will be the answer to all our problems when that's not the case. Allow them to prove themselves. Allow them to make mistakes, but back them up you know what I mean don't be afraid to criticize them because we are we supposed to criticize them they're football players at the end of the day and when they make mistakes you criticize them accordingly but you back your players until it's come to a point where you're like you know what they're not good enough what Arsenal fans do they build players up and they're the quickest to tear them down as well it will be prime example you know what I mean so all this talk of yeah, they're one of us and this that and the other it's all bullshit to me because as soon as they have five ten bad games Arsenal fans are gonna be right on them. And then they won't be they won't be given that that, that room to succeed. And that's a problem within this fan base and, and people need to stop doing that
2: shit. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think there's just just agendas and narratives with just certain players and it's 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 troubling because it almost kinda of takes away from the game. Um, we know when we do our when we do our pluses and minuses, I feel that we're pretty we're pretty all about the game, all about like, okay, who is the worst, who's the best. Whereas like I see certain people, you know, on social media, they constantly look at okay, how did Willick do? How did Reese Nelson do? And like they'll watch them and they don't watch the game. And they'll watch certain players and either for them it's either it's love or it's hate. And there's no there's just no in between. And it's like you know we had this we had this issue with uh, Ozil last year, and you know kind of still have it with Jaka a little bit. But it's you got to be on one side of the fence or the other, and I just I it's only going to cause more division within the club and just in just the fan base in general. Um, but yeah, if, if someone's not ready, they're not ready. If if someone needs to go out on loan or, or like Toby said, if they need to play in Europa or the FA Cup or the League Cup and stuff like that, you know that's fine too. You know, it's just it's um it's it's gonna be a waiting period. You know. Rome wasn't built in a day.
0: Well let's riff on that. Let's riff on that for a second because Ryan, you bring up a really interesting point. And the person at kind of the center of this question for me, it wasn't so much Nelson, because I thought that people weren't necessarily giving Nelson all the big ups. They were pre-season, and I was very, very vocal pre-season where people were saying, oh, we don't want to stand in front of Nelson. We don't want to buy Zaha because we don't want him to block Nelson. Well, fuck all those people now. If you're left with Nelson and you haven't signed Pepe at this point this year, we're looking at Arsenal squad and we're thinking, this isn't great. But the guy who a lot of people we know, a lot of people online really went after with the big ups. And I'm not talking about people going after someone negatively. I'm talking about the opposite of that. I'm talking about people going after someone almost with too much positivity, giving him man of the matches when he did nothing to deserve the man of the matches. And that was Joe Willick. Now, Joe Willick has been solid without being amazing. Toby, what did you make of Willick's first month of football? I know that you're a fan. I know that you're a guy who... Who like me, like Manny, like Ryan, really wants our youth prospects to work. But where did you think he landed as a as a as a first team professional at the end of his first month of football? I think he's done fucking brilliantly, but I don't really, brilliantly enough I to be in that top echelon of players that people are putting him up to.
1: No, you didn't let me finish. So I think he's done brilliantly for the tools that he has in his in his well. In his belt, you know, all the weapons he has in his armoury. You know, for his age and being plonked into that first team because he'd had an impressive preseason and he was the fittest out of all those players, therefore got the nod, you know, in the first game. Um, and he's what he's done is he's conducted himself incredibly professionally to the point where overall he's been impressive. Um, but like you're saying, I don't think any of those games were at that level of influence to warrant a man-of-the-match performance. So, you know, in a nutshell, it's been an incredibly positive. We can, you know, start, we can see the future. Um, The one thing I think he does bring is physicality and, and power, and like I was saying a bit earlier, I feel like that's where particularly in something like a midfield 3 you really you we really need as a club moving forward so i see a place for him however i think some of the how do i put this some of the unbridled optimism and projection that he's come in and in is like one of our best players straight off the off the bat um i'd say that's probably a little bit overdone
0: manny that and that really ties into what you were saying at the start of this point about specifically now, let's tie it back into Joe Willick. Yeah. He's a young kid. Physically, he doesn't look very big. He's not going to last the entire season. Are you maybe a little bit worried that the kind of plaudits he's getting, maybe the undeserved plaudits he's getting, that that's dangerous for a player like that? That that maybe, maybe mirrors something like what we saw happen with Woby after his breakthrough
3: yeah i mean first of all in terms of like physicality you don't need to be the biggest person in order to be physical you know what i mean so so we need to put that out there even though he looks you know slight doesn't mean he's not strong doesn't mean he can't you know take a tackle and give it all right but the issue i have here is is again you know you you go amongst the fan base and you would think that you know, he, it was a all action and all conquering performances that he was putting in. No, let's be real. and Let's take the blinkers off for a minute. He's been good, but there is still, he's still got some learning to do, right? And again, people need to give these kids time in order to find their way. Because you build them up to a level... And then when they don't reach that level, you're going to jump on them like they're the worst thing since De Nielsen So, uh, again, it's undeserved for me. It's He's been good, but he hasn't, he hasn't put in man-of-the-match performances. He's put in performances that I would expect from a young player, you know, playing in the Premier League for the first time. So we need to just dial it back a little bit. Give them time. Let them make mistakes. Let them grow. This fan base is crazy, man, I tell you.
0: They are fucking crazy, and uh, jumping across, guys, from from talking about the new boys to talking about, I guess, our most lauded signing. Our know, even though it's a loan signing, it's a, there's nothing permanent there. But Sabios, boys, one fantastic game where he received entirely from all of us positive three points. To one game where he received. Entirely from all of us, negative three points. So from man of the match to worst guy on the pitch, how do we think that... Or how do we feel about the way that the fan base, in this case, looked at one game, one performance against Burnley, and projected him up into this level of, of, of Bobby Perez? Ryan, hit it up.
2: Yeah, I... It's tough because I was one of those people that was I saw him after that game against Burnley and I was oof, was I excited. I was ready. I was ready for what was to come. I, I was already counting my chickens, you know, I was I, I just I thought he was the next thing. I competed Missante for sure. You know, and then watching him play against Liverpool, it was uh it was it was tough. It was definitely tough. I think he I think he just needs to get used to the Premier League. I think he needs kinda almost, you know, kinda like with Willick and with Nelson, he needs to kind of get into a little bit and um, kind of just put his mark on the field, you know, uh, playing these different teams because he's going to play different teams with different styles. And, you know, there's no there's no gimme game. There's going to be no gimme game this season, and you're going to have different teams with different styles. And I just think that, um, again, I really nothing to say. It's just he, he, we need patience with him too. But I, I'm definitely excited still my hope for uh, for what he did against Burnley so yeah
0: look my comment was welcome to the jungle yeah if ever there was a game that was going to set the mark for what the Premier League was all about high paced physical high pressing game it was Liverpool and for me he just got found out very slightly and even tactically if you look at it the fact that our so tactically Emery tried to set us up in a diamond, in a stiff diamond, willing to give the wide areas away because Liverpool, majority of their play, and Fergus, who, who works for me at, at Bowerbird, who's worked for me for years, is a mad Liverpool fan, was saying, Liverpool don't play down the wings like They do for an amount, but what they tend to do is they play down the wings and they actually cross it back out to the edge of the box. They don't ping a lot of balls in front of the bat box. Firmino doesn't score a huge amount of goals from headers. Salah's a midget. Mane's not very big. So he actually understood what was happening. And tactically, what happened is Liverpool's press was so hard, it flattened our diamond out. So it actually pressed Sabios back into the middle, and as you flatten the diamond, it pushed Genduzi to one side, and it drew... Willock to the other side, and Sabios couldn't make a release ball. He, he, because the diamond didn't stay stiff, it didn't allow Sabios to actually get on the ball and actually move. Now, I'm not going to blame him for that because I think that Liverpool are such a more accomplished team than what we are and are so much comfortable with what they're doing and are three or four years down the track for what they're doing. I refuse to just jump on him and, and shit on him. But I, I just thought it was crazy how the fan base just from one game assumed this guy was going to be this, this legend, this Santiesque esque player and, 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 and that we can't look at a game against a really genuinely world-class team. We're talking about a Champions League winning team here and yet somehow we're, we're all sitting there scratching our heads saying that Emery's tactics were wrong, that, that Emery somehow fucked up. And Ryan, I know you were, were really interested in this, but I mean, what did you think of of Emery's tactics against Liverpool or Emery's tactics across the entire opening three games for that matter?
2: So I actually saw it a little differently than you did. Um, I, I think Liverpool attacked us from the flanks. I think they went down the sides. I'm trying to think of the stat I saw. I think it was 50% of Liverpool's attack was on the left-hand side, and then I think the next was like 28% was the right, and then the rest was the center. Um, I think with our narrow diamond that we did, um, I think that constricted Sabios because they were going down the wing so much. Sabios had to pick. Okay, am I going? I can't stay in the middle because they're not playing in the middle, and they had 75% of the possession. So Sabios was essentially just taken out of the game. Um, so. It's it's cra- it's different because to me I try to separate tactics and formation like black and white. I know it's not the case a lot of times, but I try to completely separate them. As to me, they offer different results, different things. Tactically, I think what Emery's plan to do as far as counterattack Liverpool, you know, kind of just run at them when we get the ball. Good idea. I I, I agree. I, I definitely tactically liked it, but. Formation-wise, I thought it was really asinine of us to go in that diamond, which is funny because that's what I've been calling for for a while now. But it's, against Liverpool, it just doesn't make sense. And I know your friend was talking how like they normally don't go down the sides, but in the same respect... W- they have Robertson and Alexander Arnold, who are two of the better fullbacks in the league, if not the best. And I believe it was Alexander Arnold who led the league last year in assist, or he was he led the league in defenseman in assist. I know that he was really high up there. So whereas they may not play the wings that much, they're the fullbacks are going to be pushing up, they're going to be attacking, they're going to be putting balls in, whether it's in the box or back to the center they need to be accounted for. And I saw multiple times, Maitland-Niles just kind of playing a little far in. I, it Just formation-wise, I just think the whole setup really didn't make sense. I think Lacazette would have been perfect for this game. I think Torreira would have been perfect for this game. Now, I don't know behind closed doors if they were like nursing injuries and they were going back to fitness. I don't know, but... So, I Ryan, just, are you saying that
0: yeah. maybe it's not the tactics that were wrong, but the personnel for the tactics that
2: Emery set? That were wrong. Yeah, I and I also just I just didn't agree with the diamond. The diamond four for this game, I just, it just didn't make sense. We were the diamond the diamond is also for a midfield is narrow to begin with. I think we played even narrower than the diamond we kinda set out to, to make. Which essentially took Zabias out of the game and made Willow kinda have to work a little harder, made Jacques have to work a little harder, and I think Ganduzi had a lot of space, but it's it, it just it didn't do anything. They just came down those they just, you know, we opened the floodgates. Like, here, come down the sides. It's fine. And they just, you know, and 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 I keep hearing people saying like, oh, like if we, if Pepe had scored that one goal, things would have been different. Yeah, but people forget to realize that they had so many chances in the first 20 to 30. No, they, they didn't. did. Firmino missed.
3: Firmino no, Firmino missed
2: the. He he slid. He barely barely missed the ball. If he had got if he had got any part of that ball on his foot, that ball's going in. We're down one nothing. I think that was at. I don't even know.
1: Yeah, that
0: was a cross
2: shot though, I, and I didn't think. Still, no, whether I, it was a pass, it was, was a shot. He, a I'm that. telling you, they had. Mm. No. Whether it was listen, whether it no, was no Ryan. shots on goal, it doesn't matter. They were, they were coming in and they were putting in balls and they were putting us on our back foot. And I think defensively we did a better job than what we normally did. And I think that's what kind of messed it over, but.
3: No, I don't. I, 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 no, I, don't I agree thought with the players
2: time. that started they solved the problem
1: on the pitch. There were there were two players for me that solved the problem on the pitch. So, firstly, um, I'm not just disagreeing with you for the for the sake of it, Ryan. But in my opinion, yeah, you I thought, I thought we had thanks, Max. Um, I thought that we did give them the width, but overall. We were kind of swatting them away, you know. I don't, didn't, I didn't feel hugely under pressure or hugely nervous. We and and I certainly didn't think we gave away many clear cut chances. We we had the better of the of the chances early on. Now the two players on the pitch who actually came to a solution themselves, and I reckon this is brilliant because this is leadership on the pitch, um, were Gendouzi and Willock, because they found reach. ways yep. to take ownership of it. And then start navigating that press and driving the play forward. So there was one beautiful little um, move, I think, Genduzi, Sabios, Willock, or something like that. You know, navigated the pressure, unleash the released the pressure valve, and it was this wonderful break up the pitch. So if we if we hadn't have fucked up with that corner nil all at half time, then little tactical or personnel tweaks, and this ties in with what you were saying. About the formation might have been right, but maybe the the tactics were were kind of out. Um, you know, if we had it got to halftime, things would have been different. So, yeah, I'm gonna gonna disagree slightly with you on that
2: one. No, yeah, I agree. And, and, and like I, I said, I wasn't. I don't. I I wasn't nervous at all. I think defensively did a good job, but it's just. What I, I, that's the thing. I hate when people say, What if Pepe did this? What if Firmino did that? And I and I hate going in, in ifs or butts and no, but they they just looked I think we did a really good job. Well what keeping would you have out.
0: preferred, Ryan? Would you have preferred to go on four three three and match them man for man like we've done in the past and get fucking blown away? For me I like it. I, I look at it and I say, This is Emery realizing conceding ground conceding saying mm. we cannot beat this team i don't think we can beat this team going out attacking not with four five new faces on the pitch we're yeah. going to defend our way to victory and if we can grab a goal on the break which we very nearly did on more than one occasion yeah. i i look at that and i say this is something that emery <laughs> should be should be applauded for no oh no not, i not i shit I on agree for agree oh, the we we didn't mm. we didn't because because we because we sat back and defended, because we didn't go out there and attack. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying this is what you're saying, but I know Manny wants to jump in here, he's chomping at the bit. But, I mean, it, it's a real indictment on the Arsenal fans that they don't know what they want. Do they want to go out and get beaten 5 fucking nil? Do you want to lose 5-0 to Liverpool and get embarrassed in the third fucking week of the Premier League? No. Instead, we go out there and we put in a manful performance a manful performance where we defended our asses off and actually one of the guys who cost us the fucking game was just about in my three points at the end of it, at the end of the first half. We put in a manful performance and really we come undone from a set piece. Manny Riz, you're punching the fucking hay button. Jump in.
3: I'm not punching the head. terrible. Oh. I, almost, I almost wanted to tell you to stop that because I can hear it. Like, you,
0: you know what I mean? So, you know Someone what? is just you're... fucking smashing it. You can only press it once.
3: You can only press it once. So you know what? Because you pressed it three times, Toby. I'm going to allow you to go before before I rip right to shreds. Uh,
1: okay. All right. I, I feel bad now. <laughs> I was just fucking about with it. Um, but... My point was that, that I was itching to make and thanks for letting me go first was, um, was that all of our best performances last year came from that free role in a diamond. You know, if, if, if you think about um, Liverpool home, uh, Spurs away, um, I can't remember whether Man knew we played that free role, but that, that role that was taken up by Ramsey last year um, was hugely effective, so mm. I, I think tactically against a team that you know, like we were saying before, is three or four years ahead in their development and is at that absolute top echelon of their game at the moment. I thought it was, um, I thought it was kind of wise tactically. I just don't think the players worked it out on the pitch specifically well, and that's where you know, probably the one player and and the reason that he got all the negatives that could have changed things was Ceballos.
2: I'm ready, Manny. Give it to me.
3: <sighs> he's lubed up, Manny. That. He's lubed oh, up. He's yeah, ready to go. go.
2: Oh, he's gone. Don't he's got the like
0: water-based... That. He's gone and got the water-based lube. Not the... Not the What's the other lube? Base? Silicon. Not Max, the silicon base lube. That shit gives There's you a rash. Right, right. but he's got the water base lube and he's ready for you. I'm he's ready for your big flavoring. Flavoring. Ryan's,
1: what? Ryan's... Ryan's... Ryan is presenting.
3: Ugh. Why'd you guys do you, have to what, put <laughs> it like that, man? He's ready for you, man. He's just,
0: Ryan's oh, is there. I don't I don't one leg up like a flower. So he's ready. <laughs>
3: Okay, so the reason why I don't agree, right, the reason why I don't agree is, is, you know, this talk that Liverpool created all these chances, they didn't, right, can you really look back and go, wow, Liverpool should have scored from that chance, you can't, and the chance that they did have to, you know, get any meaningful shot on goal was, the, you know, the pass that Ceballos pretty much handed to Mane. Apart, yeah, from yeah, that, apart from that, apart from cre- they didn't create anything. They didn't, you know, tear us apart. They didn't, you know, go through the middle like they did last season, you know, with, with Firmino and pretty much make a mockery of us. They didn't because that avenue was closed for them. Now, the way we set up, right, and, and the reason why everyone was so narrow is because Mane and Salah kept coming infield in order to make space for the fullbacks. Now, the job mm. of Maitland-Niles and Monreal was to follow Mane and Salah hence yeah. why Robertson and, and Alexander-Arnold were getting so much room but can you really mm. say from those crosses that Liverpool put us in any danger they didn't because we kept on sweating them away and sweating them away and sorting them away right so that's one. Second, with Pepe and Aubameyang up top because there's all this talk that Lacazette should have started now if you're playing a counter-attack in style the first thing that you need is pace which Pepe and Aubameyang have which Lacazette doesn't like if we're playing in the, in the 4-3-3 and we need somebody to hold the ball up and beat that, you know, that strong hustle and bustle type of player, then Lacazette is your man. But in terms of pace, that's not his game. So why would he start in this match? And if you look back on the game once more, if we had released the ball a lot quicker to the front two when Liverpool were pushing up so much to the point where only Matip and Van Dijk were on the halfway line, We played those balls in behind. We're giving Liverpool so much more problems than we actually did. Because when Pepe was getting in, he was giving them problems. He was twisting and turning Robertson. He was giving Van Dijk a hard time. But we didn't get the ball up to those guys quick enough. Was the tactics wrong? No. Did it need tweaking? Of course. Because maybe the personnel wasn't right, but to, to to have this thing where you want Emery to go for it against the best team in Europe, crowned, and one of the best teams in the Premier League is ridiculous. We're not at that level, so we need to play accordingly. I don't understand why Arsenal were getting so much criticism for playing that way against Liverpool, but when Mourinho went over to Liverpool and pretty much parked the bus, he was being lauded. Like, come on, what the fuck do you expect Emery to do here? We're not going to go talk toe-to-toe talk against Liverpool because we've been doing that for the last few years and we've been battered every single time. So stop this talk about, oh, we should have done this and the tactics were wrong and this, that and the other. We played the occasion, we went out there with a plan and it was so good to see us with a plan. It wasn't executed correctly, but at least you know that this is what we were planning to do and it almost worked. So we have to mention the Pepe what ifs and this, that and the other because it would have changed the game. So Ryan, quit chatting rubbish, man. Well,
2: the only thing I'm gonna to say to that before I give it to shit. Max is, "Damn, you're big, and my ass is killing me." And two, I, <laughs> <for laughs> I, I <for laughs> fuck sake, I ain't gonna oh. shit for a week. But that's besides the point. Uh, oh. I Ooh. thought our tactics. Everyone says I. You know what I they say. I, Once
0: you go black. <laughs> You're going to need a fucking wheelchair.
2: <laughs> oh, but no, everyone keeps saying I didn't like that. I, I liked our attack. I thought our attacks were right. I think Emery's plan of attack or not attack was great. I loved it. I just didn't like the personnel. I, I wanted, I I know, me. I, I, I see your point with Lacazette starting and how I just like him as a target, man. I just, I don't know. I just, I love his work ethic. And I think we need to kind of dig in and get in there. And I, m- maybe we're playing in a, maybe playing in a position Kind of was what I would have wanted, which sounds kind of dumb saying it out loud, but whatever. But well, where should start one hundred potentially. Terrera needed to start this game. This, this would have been the game for him, in my opinion. But
1: yeah.
2: you know who yeah, the biggest he failure might not was? have been yeah. ready, Ryan.
1: He might not have been ready physically. Mm. You know who the biggest
0: failure in this game was? Who failed to do fucking anything? Who was just about the most anonymous person on the pitch? And all of us gave Sabios negative three because he struggled so much and he had and we him uh, so many poor touches and so many bad passes. But the guy who failed m- almost the most heavily, the most anonymous player on the pitch was fucking Aubameyang. And why he played oh second God. fiddle to Pepe, why he, he dropped into no spaces, I didn't understand where he was pulling into, I didn't understand what spaces he was taking up. I, I, I struggled with Aubameyang's performance heavily. And once again, it comes back to something that Manny and I said on last month's podcast. He's not a winger. I don't even necessarily like Aubameyang in a two. I've never liked Aubameyang in a two. I like, like Aubameyang in a fucking one. I like Aubameyang being a center forward. I like Aubameyang floating, going wherever the fuck he wants to go and picking up the ball and knocking off snapshots. And he almost got no... like. He almost got no fucking shade cast at him for that performance. It was really weird. So,
1: so where do you stand tactically then, Max? So because I think that it was really I think that that I think the tactic. My was my fine. question being because the setup had two up front. So in in one hand we're saying we need to play on the counter. We need the. We need the pace for the counter-attack. So really, those two were the only options. You needed one of two
0: forwards. You needed one of two forwards. You either needed a big man, which we don't have, like a Giroud, which would have allowed someone like Louise and supposedly Xhaka, in inverted commas, who played no fucking decisive, decisive through balls through the middle. All these people like, oh, we're so much better when Xhaka was in the team. He was absolutely fine defensively. Absolutely fine defensively. I actually thought, I will even say this, Lieutenant Dan had a decent game defensively. Mm. He He offers fucking Mm. nothing offensively. He has no lateral movement. (laughs) He can't beat a guy. And he pinged none of these majestic fucking diagonal balls out to Pepe. He just stood there like a big, dumb fucking kebab meat head replacement, except he played in the middle of the fucking field. (laughs) Fuck Granite (laughs) shacker.
1: Pretty no, <laughs> oh, I, I, I disagree with you. I, I, it was his it was his remit to be the quarterback and to do those big balls. He was doing that constantly in the first half. Yeah, so I would have rather played He was doing that constantly in the first
3: half. So I he wasn't going anywhere. He was playing look, like he was stuck no, in mud. I, the, think I, I more, said it
2: in the chat. He was playing like he was stuck in mud. He was throwing his, He's so slow. I can't get over it. So unathletic. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not going to argue with that. I
1: think physically he's wrong but i yeah I, I think i think people are shitting on him because they enjoy shitting on him i didn't give That's him negative points toby i gave I him
0: no negative points yeah, i, I actually thought that. he was i thought yeah. he
1: was really good really big and i actually was very liked good how he dropped
0: into that third yeah. center back role and i thought he did yeah. great i just don't understand all he was this part shit. of
1: the he was part of the defensive headering as well because he's quite a tall man yeah, so yeah, he part dropped, of into, that that, he dropped
0: to- into that three, man. I just don't understand all these people chatting this shit about how he's got this amazing release ball in him. Where's the it's, fucking it's release fine, ball? It's fine, fine. it's fine. He dropped like
2: one release we don't ball. don't have to worry about it. He's going to be playing left back for us next week, and he's going to, it's, going to be, it's going to happen <laughs> until Tierney gets back from injury. Nacho's leaving. He'll be our new left back. We don't have to worry about this at all. We're going to be okay. Well, do you know what, Ryan? You bring us beautifully into the
0: next point. <laughs> because we said specifically at the start of this podcast we weren't going to make this a post-Liverpool game podcast, but it was probably the most contributing game to our month of football. So we spent some time there. We've argued with each other. We're a big, lovely family. European transfer window, guys. It slams shut very, very shortly, and we have what we thought was two possible exits. So Mustafi being looked at by Roma, please, Lord, I know that I have sinned. I know that I have partaken in the smell of drugs and in the taste of vaginas but if you've ever loved me please let Mustafi go to fucking Roma even if it's for a fiver and the Egyptian mop is being looked at by Galatasaray as well which also would be equally good because Manny fucking hates the cunt (laughs) but the one that has really jumped up the one that has really jumped up, really fucking quickly, that we haven't seen coming, is Monreal getting shipped out. Now, Toby, despite a except lot of except for people, every
1: season for the last four seasons.
0: No, I mean it's jumped up as if we didn't expect it to happen within this season, within this transfer window. Now, majority of people are quite anti Monreal going because they'll fe- they feel that it will leave us short especially as we don't have Tierney for what seems to be maybe another three weeks, four four weeks, maybe a month of football. Toby, why do you think it's good business to let Monreal go now?
1: I I think he's done. So, you know, he's actually performed really well and has been in my positive points, at least two out of the three games. But, Look, there comes a decision when you have to you have to think about your assets and moving them on. And look, I, I think he's been on the downside of his ability to stand up physically. I, I think he's still a good defender, but he doesn't have the energy to push forward. You know, and the fullback is such a such a, a key position for for any. Attacking outlet these days. Um, I think it's really important. I just, I just want to put it out there that I'm not opposed to him staying. I actually think it would be best for us if he did stay, at least, you know, for the the immediate future. But if we have to sell one of him and Kalasinac because we have
2: Tierney, I think we have to sell Monreal. Yeah, we that, we. I it, it's his last. Mm. Con, it's his last year's contract. If we can get something for him right now, I don't. I don't understand why we're not chopping exactly. Him and
1: that opens us up in January, you know. And and I think Monreal is better as a third centre back. back. I think he's better as a third centre back than he is as yeah. a left back now.
0: I don't think we. I don't think Emery wants to play a back three very much this year. This formation that he's playing right now, this Emery ball, this insistence from playing out the back, this is what he wanted to play last year. And he he realized about a quarter of the way through the season that he couldn't get it done, that he didn't have the personnel to get it done. The second you put mm. the tank back there and you put him back at left back, that whole back force system falls
2: to shit. It fucking falls apart. I mean yeah I agree to an extent but we need to take uh, we need to take some risks and if we're going to get money for... he did alright
1: against Liverpool last year as a left yeah. back the first home game that we all got excited
0: yeah but he didn't in, in almost every other time that he played at left back Toby
1: yeah well I disagree
2: uh, yeah, I... with you I, I will, think, I just, I think will I disagree we... with you <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I just cool. think if we have Good a chance you, to get something for him, why why are we not why are we not doing this yeah we're gonna suffer a little bit for like has anyone what, seen what the
0: what the bid is or what we think we're gonna get are we gonna get above 10 million for I, I I haven't heard, seen anything I heard about the, price. the
2: fees undisclosed, but I heard that they're trying to push on us we could choose one of their players and like we have a choice of choosing someone on their team I'm sure it's like a select few of players but apparently the selection we're they're giving us is pretty big I mean I don't I was talking to Manny Just about it.
0: Just get a it. fucking center back. Any center back. Any I was, center back. I was,
2: I was talking to Manny, and uh, they have one French center back. I think his name is uh, Robin Lo Norma, Norman or something. I don't know. I want him. He's 22. He's a center back. Sign him up. He's French. Yeah, perfect. He'll fit. fit right in. He'll replace Koscielny, but We hey. don't know whether he's the next when, Mustafi when or we the next Panday, but we want him.
0: Yeah. It's... I think we get him immediately. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think... I think we'd get him yeah. as in now.
2: I, pretty yeah. But we. Well, can't look, bring any fucking in. any centre back will do. Well, yeah. I mean, I th- mm. but our window's closed. closed. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know how that works. Maybe I have no idea how that works. But yeah, I, if he's gonna leave, if Nacho's gonna leave on a free neck at the end of the year, like why? Aren't, like this is the same shit we everyone talked about. Exactly,
1: exactly. We have an asset in Kolasinac who's like 25 years old, who's got another three years on his contract. Uh, Even if he is not... uh, Yeah, he's not even old. So he... So even if he doesn't work out, which most of us think he won't as a left back, but he's a good attacking option to bring on if we're chasing. So he's not first choice anymore. And then he's a saleable asset. You know, we... We've been banging on for so long about holding on to old players and being too nice. So I I really don't have a problem with Monreal moving on. In fact, I think for the last two or three years, I've been hoping he would have been sold. Yeah. You know, and it's a credit to his consistency that he's still performing well as a defender. That we go, oh, no, it's cool. You know, he does a job. He does quite well. He's solid. He's a constant seven out of 10 you know he's an op- he's a very solid option as a back 3 but overall you know this is this is the new approach this is you know quotation marks the new more brutal business minded arsenal um you know and and if one of them has to go for me it's yeah. him you know but the caveat is that i would be quite happy for him to hang on for you know another, yeah, couple and of if months. you
2: really want to sell class snatch, I mean, you said it to me in an, in an earlier podcast, Max, because how? Oh, we we're playing Mustafi because we're trying to window shop him. Well, let's fucking play the tank and window shop his ass. I, yeah, we need it. We'll no, probably we need a backup for, for tyranny, but if this, if, if 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 we're so sure this class snatch is not going to work out and we want to get rid of him, fucking window shop his ass right now. This should be the. Do you, know I... I the Do you know who I reckon the Canada backup Jaka? is?
0: You know who I reckon the backup is? Amen. Amen. He, honestly, he plays inside channel wide back anyway. He, he, he pulls into the inside channel. And I honestly think the way Emery actually wants his wide backs to play is more inside channel, less chalk on their boots with
1: two really fast yeah. guys well, He in can, front he of can be the Milner left back. And all, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, and God forbid, you know, how Wenger played him, you know, a couple of years ago as well. Yeah. So, I mean, he's an option to cover both. You know, he's, he's quite a good um, squad player. We no, played but... Ox Chamber out there, and so, Ox Chamber yeah. was actually
0: better off the left of wide back than he was off the right of wing back at the time. And and AMN, I would say, is a is a much more accomplished, much more accomplished wide back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Sweet baby Ray, you've really have taken the mantle of dropout king
1: from Toby.
3: Man, fuck off! Yes, I told you would happen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I was waiting for him to fucking shit on me for that Monreal stuff, and I'm like, I know, I know,
0: it? I was, I said, I set it up, I set it up for Manny to come in what and Monreal just fucking stuff? bite back on you. But basically, Manny, you in your it. absence, in your in your stint of three and a half, four minutes of being away from the conversation... yeah, I
1: proclaimed my undying love for Kalasenac and and said that we should sell Monreal oh, Toby's
3: so you're, you're, come you're at both, me, you're both dickheads. Straight up, you're both you're both dickheads. In a in a world in a world where we're talking about you know players that uh, we need you know people to defend that uh, we need people to do this and that, you two are, are back in Kolasinac. You two are dickheads. Straight up, straight up. Kalasnik can't defend. Kalasanek can't attack. Monreal, yes, his legs are going, and you can see it. He's not the guy that he was. So you
2: want Nacho to go on a free? Is that what you're saying?
3: He's gonna go on the free regardless, man. We're not gonna get the, much for him. Uh, we're, not we can, get,
2: we're not gonna get. much for him, If we can get a potential player, I don't like. Like I was talking to you before, I don't know the players on Real Sociedad. Is that how you say it? That well, mm-hmm. but uh, I, it's a risk. And I, and I, man, what I was saying before when you were in here is. Uh, Max was talking about in a, in a past podcast How oh We only played Mustafa Because we want to window shop him. Well let's fucking Window shop Kolasinac Get rid of Nacho Get something for him I don't fucking care What it is at this point Window shop the shit At Kolasinac Until Tierney comes back And then we fucking Get rid of Kolasinac too Yeah it's gonna leave us Short on left backs But I think we'll, That's something Especially with Rule And Adu I think that's something We could easily fix I'm not worried about that But Nacho's cooked He's done He needs to go We need to get something For him and I think we're not going to get anything for him. And he and he doesn't yeah. offer anything going forward. And either. what the hell so does
3: Kalasnakoff offer that's... going forward? Fucking well, crosses with his the end
0: of last head oh, down. What? No, he's never offered he, fucking ah, shit, Toby. He was, all he's he done is into team, get into he all he's done is get into attacking positions, yeah. keep his fucking head down, and smash Paul's balls across the face without looking. Yeah. That's was all he does. Played
1: and out of form at the end of last season. There was some good performances from him. Some Man, he's like a six
0: out of ten girl with a face full of makeup, right? You look at it in the nightclub and you think, fuck yeah, yeah.
1: fuck yeah. <laughs> well, and look, then you I take it home and you fuck it was... and then
0: you get up in the morning and half of his face is on the pillowcase and it looks like a fucking one-toothed fucking beaver just sucked your dick. That's what glass is. Mate. So sharing yeah, yeah, some of your then. previous
1: experiences with us. So that's <laughs> Ab- so, ah. Absolutely, Toby. So... <laughs> so, what I was saying and what, and what you missed me say, Manny, was that it would be best if we were to keep him, but if we have to sell one of them, I think we should get rid of Monreal. I'd sell Because I think a bad he, is, he is aging and he's not going to be able to make it physically to the end of another Premier League That's season.
3: That's fine, right? And, and it's, a, it's a decent opinion at that. But with Tierney to come in, right and then him being a young player as well I'm big on you know young players mm. having that opportunity to learn from senior players right because I think oh, I think yeah, actually yeah, yeah. Cole had that the, well Lichdiner was <laughs> better off the fucking pitch yeah, right was. you know <laughs> you know apparently there was there was rumors of that but I'm big on you know younger players like looking at a a seasoned pro and going okay you know what this is this is what to do this is where I put myself positionally this is when to attack and when to defend Kolasinac is one of the Mm. dumbest players I've seen at this club play that position he doesn't have a brain going forward or defending there were certain games and before you know Toby said that he you know he ran out of steam way before that he was having some shocking performances you know, where he doesn't look up to actually pick a man out. He's just like, you know what? I'm going to hit it and hope for the best. And then it's that extra touch yep. that he takes instead of putting the ball just straight in one time. He did it against Burnley as well. Just play it first time. He he doesn't have that football brain, whereas Monreal has where he can pass down, you know, some of his knowledge to somebody like Tierney. I don't want to see Kalasanak and that, that dumb blonde hair just, just play at this club. He's He's useless. And he's on 100 fucking K a week. For fuck's sake, man. No, no, man. No, I'd rather keep Monreal until the summer than ha- and have Tierney and Monreal as our as our you know first choice left back pairings than Kalasanak. I don't want to see Kalasanak in this team, period. The Hulky shit. Mm. Mm.
0: If we get yeah, eight million pounds for him, I also think what's the in fucking terms value about... yeah, it's poo change. What? Huh? If we get eight million pound for Monreal, it's poo change in the scheme of things. I just think that the value in keeping him around the club, maybe for the entire season, with Tierney coming through, with the fact that he's additional cover at centre back, should something go wrong. I just, I just see the value in moving him on at this, moving him on at this point to be negligent. Whereas if I we sold fucking think- kebab meat head and someone said you'll get 20 million pound for him which i think we'd get then that so shows value for me and he's not going to be representative of someone who we want moving forward with the club anyway
1: yeah well anyway i think you're forgetting some of the better performances from last year but that's, i, re- that's I remember that's Toby. Your opinion i remember yeah the, the spewing on the pitch against Man U the game against Liverpool the first one there were, there were some big performances from him where we were a really flat attacking side and really didn't have anything and he was the one guy producing something for us to get excited about mm. so he is flawed he's not great defensively he has a habit of getting, putting his head down and not delivering the best crosses but there was a period of time last season where he was our most productive and best player so I just, I just haven't forgotten that. Whereas Monreal has been on the decline for numerous seasons now. And every transfer window, there has been rumours about him going back to Spain. And I just, I, I think it's time. I think it's time for him to move on.
0: I've saved the best for last, guys. I've held off. I tried to have an entire podcast without talking about him. But I'm going to throw this out. This is a round table conversation. But I want to start with probably one of his biggest fans. I want to start with Sweet Baby Ray. Mezid <laughs> Urzel. Mesut, Ozil. Mesut Ozil. <laughs> If he comes back, when he comes back, where does he fit? Does he fit? And will he be one of the five captains?
3: Um... <laughs> He fits in, in one of the dustbins outside the Emirates. <laughs> That's where he fits. That's the best place for him. On um, a serious note. I am serious. On
0: a serious note, <laughs> though, no, he, man. No, he is serious. <laughs> this, guy's on this guy's on 350 fucking K a week. And there is an argument that against Liverpool, he may have actually been a solution stop, to the stop, problem that Ceballos s- couldn't no, solve.
3: No, no. Just, just stop! Right <laughs> Do not now say that with a straight face. And where is the evidence for this,
1: Toby? <laughs> I think it could have actually been a bit of a, a release, but where is all- no, hold? No no, 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 no! I don't want to
3: hear. I think. I don't want to Liverpool. hear. I think. ship show me proof. Give me a game.
1: I can't show you fucking proof. It's conjecture. I don't want to hear it's it. Opinions. I don't want to hear
3: that. If you can't give me any evidence of a game yeah. of a big game away from home where he could have been that guy, then I don't want to hear it because there's no evidence to back mm. up your. So proof. he's
0: got to play some games,
1: Manny. No,
3: no.
0: no. Well, there got-
1: isn't evi- There isn't any evidence, Manny. That's what. That's what we're saying, and that's why all of us are done with him. There was a small discussion, and and I think that's what this question was around, whether or not. Because Ceballos could not release the ball, release that pressure the way he wanted to, and in turn release the front two from a from a counter-attacking sense, could he have actually done something by finding that half space?
3: When has which that Which is something didn't do very well. When has that happened? I'm, I'm waiting for, for anyone to I, to...
0: I mean, look, tactically the difference... Well, look, Manny, actually Toby, let me say this because it's going to support your argument. Tactically and technically, the difference between Ozil and the rest of our midfielders is is that Ozil floats within the space. So the issue is supposedly that Ozil doesn't show for the ball. Ozil runs away from the ball. The argument with Ceballos having such a bad game is that Ceballos was drawn to the ball, which is why he kept pulling into the left-back and right-back areas, which compressed our diamond and didn't allow us to break. The argument that Toby is making is that Ozil would not have come back into those spaces. Therefore, he would have held the shape, run into the space, and possibly allowed our midfield to pass the ball out. If you want the technical, tactical breakdown of how he could have helped. Also, the other argument is is that without Ceballos coming back there, we would have been fucked anyway.
1: So it's six exactly, and, and Urza would have done any defending. Yeah. So fuck, So you're,
3: you're, so you're basically. It fuck, was no, a
1: but, it was a discussional point rather than a longing for King Mezut.
3: Uh, listen, man,
0: which Ryan longs for Mezut because Ryan is the German from South Carolina. <laughs> oh,
3: fuck all that, man. The, the, the thing, the thing is this, right? And then I want to answer Max's question. He doesn't fit anywhere, right? Like I said, he fits in a dustbin. But if you want me to be, you know. To, to to put it in the Arsenal context He doesn't fit anywhere Because th- th- There's always an excuse as to why This guy never performs You know and now it's this you know Security reasons that there's always Something you know For when you
1: Well he was fucking sick again as well It's I, I smell it
0: really Nobody, nobody Apparently, believes that. Apparently he's got gambling debts Apparently, no, well, I just said I ditch smell a rat. Nobody believes
3: this. All right. Nobody believes that this guy is sick again. Nobody believes it. And if you believe this shit, you need to get checked. No one believes this. Okay. And if you like I said, if you do, you need to get checked, mate. He is... Like My issue with this guy is there's always an excuse. Like I was saying, somebody always has... But he doesn't perform because of this. Or he's not in the team because of that. There's always something there's with certain people there is never that that bottom line that he's just not good enough and in this team right where we're looking to move forward and i think it was toby who was making the point where you're looking at aggressive athletic players does that describe mesut to you i mean even and no, even no. with you know the burnley game and uh, you know sabayos and he did it he tried to do it as well against liverpool but it just wasn't working the press and mm. and going after mm. the ball, you know, that's not his. He's never done it in the six years that we that he's been here, you know. And 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 people say, oh, a number ten shouldn't be pressing and shouldn't be doing that shit. Well, we looked at against Newcastle, there was no problem. Sabyas did against Burnley, and there was no problem. Oh,
1: number tens press these days. You have you've to. got Ericsson. You've got you know. You've got David Silva, who who re evolved himself. I mean, best you know, play, he's best 30.
0: player in the Premiership on his day for me. Nah, the brain yeah. at the minute. So anyway,
1: look. Yeah, yeah. But look, I mean, go hey, on.
0: No, I was just going to say, Ryan, as an ex-Erzel apologist, lover, but okay, and not a giant, black, angry, large dong Erzel hater. Fuck's sake. I'm not angry. I just think
3: he. <laughs> but he didn't sh- say he wasn't large dong. I'm not angry, man. I just call it how it is. I just call it how it is, man. Mesut was shit. Ryan,
0: as a non-Ozil... Ryan, as a reformed Ozil lover, but not an Ozil hater, when Mesut comes back into this team, where does he fit? And how do we end up playing? Or how do we... If we have to have him for the season, which it looks like we do, how do we get the best out of him? Regardless of whether that's thirty games a year, twenty games a year, or ten games a year.
2: Well, hate to spoil Manny's uh, little rant, but I, I it was today. Uh, Ozil's agent confirmed that he's staying for the whole season, but uh, kind of nobody wants the pitch. <laughs> kind of back to what? uh... <laughs>
1: Did he? I was convinced he
2: was off to America. At DC, nobody's going gonna to be right near in me.
3: In that. January, nobody wants that bitch, man. Nobody in Europe wants to sign that let bitch. Let
0: South Carolina Ryan speak. I don't want to yeah, gun massacre let let on the ass problems.
2: Um, yeah, so... <laughs> let, me, let me get on my, my hovercraft. <laughs> no, but yeah, so back to what Toby was saying about how um, Tobias kind of comes back and gets the ball. Ozil kind of finds pockets of space. Ozil actually, there, there's games where Ozil does come back and he like kind of he's like, I, you guys aren't doing what I want, so I'm gonna come back and take the ball. Those are his worst games. So it's kind of supporting Toby a little bit where he do, I, he does come back and get the balls, but that's when he's playing like shit. He kind of is flustered. His team isn't doing what he wants them to do, and it's almost like he panics. He gets the ball, God, like, oh, I gotta do this myself, and then he loses the ball. And he's lightweight, and he he'll maybe he'll do like a fancy move, but the pass won't get through. It,
0: as far as a So what, team, he has no place. He has no I, place. I, 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 right he's now, three hundred
2: and fifty thousand pounds a, a fucking for week. I mean, you could like to me at the first. Well, three we games, have to.
0: We have to find a place for him. No, he's we don't. Not
1: going to. He's <laughs> not going to not, not got, gonna play games, yeah. Manny. He got he's reintegrated at games. the end of last year, and he absolutely fucked it for he himself. Don't cut the place. So yeah. You yeah. Absolutely yeah. fucked it. Toby, you know, do
0: you think Emery has the balls to sit him on his fucking ass for a year
1: on 350k? Don't know. We, we thought he did last year, and he, he came back. I don't know.
0: I, Honestly, I do not I have an
2: answer for what Manny Riz,
0: Manny Riz, same question. Manny what? Riz, same question. Does uh, Emery that? have the balls to sit Ozil on his ass for a year?
3: No. I thought he did, but the, the Europa League final proved me otherwise. And and to kind of, mm. you know, quickly point it to, to his mentality. I can't remember what game it was. I think it may have been in the Europa League against against Ren When it looked like the ball was going out of play and the Bamiyang saved it, I think, for Maitlandhouse to score. When it looked like that ball was going out, it was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And he kind of turned around and, you know, started sulking. Next thing you know, we score a goal. That typifies his sort of... That, that mentality that he has. You know what I mean? It's just... It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit.
2: I would like to actually see him play... Like we were talking about before with Willick and Nelson. I, I want to see him play with maybe the young guys. Maybe... For the FA Cups. For the League Cups. For like the early Europa League matches. He's not going to
0: fucking play in well, the okay, FA Cups well then, then, he, then, honestly,
2: then yeah. Then he's not going to play. I don't, is, does that have the balls? I don't know. That's a separate question entirely. But... There, he only should be playing in our eleven right now. In these smaller games, maybe you could play him against like a Sheffield United or a Brighton, maybe. But that's it. And like,
1: I don't think Emery gives a yeah. fuck because he's got one season to stop himself from getting I fired. Thought if that I'm him, last I don't give season, a fuck about Mesa
0: I thought that last season hey? when yeah. I thought that last season. No, no, last no me season, too. Me I too. With and, you la- I he with you last way year. back in. Yeah, he fucking did. I don't know whether that was out of necessity, and he out of us because in that we had done well. because we'd done so in poorly in the last five weeks of the season that Emery just went. I've got yep. to play my 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 ace in the hole, man. Yeah. Mesut Özil is a fucking STD, mm. right? And we just can't, we just can't fucking get rid of him. And we got him from fucking a supermodel. It's like we looked at this really fucking clean. Like, you know, had good money, like wore a nice pair of heels, nice pencil skirt, had a boosty air, you know, and we thought, fuck it, I'll just throw it in bare. I'll just fucking chuck it in bare dick, old school style. And guess what? Bang, fucking herpes. Turns out we've got that shit for life.
3: (laughs) Well, we don't have him for life, man. Hopefully we... we Hopefully, DC United are dumb enough, but um, I just ask, he doesn't he doesn't fit. Yeah. All right, period. He he doesn't. DC fit. DC United are and gonna
0: if, fuck him after us,
3: man. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, well, they don't give a shit. Yeah, you know he- what I mean. DC. DC United are like the, you know, they're they like a lot of American clubs, you know what I mean? They're just like, well, fuck it, you know. He might big, show up in the MLS. He
2: might, he might be decent. The MLS is uh, not the greatest. I don't know if you guys have ever watched an MLS. It's game. Terrible. It's not that it's good. Terrible. That's uh, exactly. <laughs> it's terrible. He, he could, he could, he could shine there. You know, it's cool. Not hard. Shine over there, then. Exactly. Yeah. Shine over I there. Have no problem. Shine with like that. a star. No matter
3: who you are. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: shine <laughs> Shine like a diamond. Go over there. Go with, with hey, Manny, the can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Manny, can I ask you a black-related question? <laughs> okay. oh, here we go. Okay. okay. All right. Go on. So there are many black women that I find attractive, right? right? And we've spoken about the fact how I have never dipped in the dark chocolate. Right. And you were talking to me the other day. How about every black man's kryptonite is a fat-ass white girl? Yep. Right, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that, and now I know okay. that. But I have this question for you. Is is Rihanna hot? Because I don't know.
3: Like, is she? Uh, I can't. Uh, 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 can you give me another example? Because Rihanna looks like my sister. No, I can't do that. Yeah. I, I I can't. No, I can't, can't I give
0: that. you another example. No, can't do... give you another example, man. Like, <sighs> it, to me, she's not. To me, she's not hot. There are other black women who I think is hot. Like right? who? But a lot of my black friends are like, Rihanna is the shit.
2: Where the fuck is the podcast going? <laughs> <girl? laughs> are you going to bring this Hold all around man. and compare Rihanna to Ozil somehow? That's what I'm like waiting for. I don't
3: know. <laughs> no, no, not at all. This was just like genuinely, you I'm, me I'm just ex- out you just there just give this me whole... another example, man. I can't do the Rihanna one, man. I,
0: I don't know that anyone else looks like Rihanna. Oh, for
3: fuck's sake, this... Oh...
0: Like, I think she's fucking weird looking, but that's not a black thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But like, she's like the shit. For who? For like a lot of... Like, I don't know a lot of black... I only have one black friend. It's Manny. (laughs) But I know a lot of brown people. And they all really fucking like Rihanna.
3: Uh, I don't... uh. Uh, nah, no. Nah, nah, you gotta give me a better example than that. We'll take that offline, and I'll give you a proper answer. But Rihanna is not the <laughs> one. <laughs> what about
0: Janet Jackson? That girl. Oh, see? Janet no. Jackson back in the day. You want to stick That's your dick in crazy? Listen, Go listen, for it,
3: Max. Listen, I like Janet Jackson back listen, in the Janet, day. Janet? I just think Janet Jackson was hot. Listen, Janet back in the day. You know when Timberlake, you know, ripped off the star and we showed and we saw her titty Fuck yeah. I would have done Janet back Fuck then. Fuck yeah. Like, what? I like a little bit of crazy, mate.
2: Like fuck oh, that, dude. A little bit. She's been like in and out it's of where of all the best work. shit happens. Girl's nuts. Man,
3: man have you ever? Have maybe you ever slept with
0: maybe Mezet hmm. Urzel is the Janet Jackson. No, he's
3: not, man. Two thousand five. <laughs> no, he's not, man.
1: Can you wrap up this pod so I can go to
0: bed, <laughs> please? Uh,
2: please? Uh,
1: Guys, predict. <laughs> 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 All this this all is all going to sta- get cut anyway.
0: No, it's all staying in, Toby. I'm not doing editing. I'm not doing editing this year. It's all staying in. <laughs> we're only going to edit out things if we make Nazi comments about Leno. That's the only time it gets edited out. Same as last year. love Leno. Regardless. Predictions for the, for the next month. So, guys, we're not going to break into what we want to happen at Spuds. Obviously, we want to fuck them in the ass. Um, 2nd of September, Tottenham, we're at home, massive game for us, international break after that, we don't play again until the 16th of September, we've got Watford away, the return of Danny Welbeck, (laughs) then on the 23rd of September, we've got Villa at home, Toby, going to start off with you, simple question, how many points from the three games? Nine. Ooh. Oh. Oh, all right. Big shout, Ryan. Ranch dressing, South Carolina, Ryan.
3: <sighs>
2: it's it's tough. I I I when I first uh, saw the schedule, I was like, ah, I think we're going to draw with Wafford, but like, they're just playing so poor. I can, I can't see that. Yeah, they've they a shocker.
0: You're victorying against Tottenham. Yeah, <sighs> uh, I. Mm. Don't let Toby. I've a good feeling I, I, about it. Just don't let we, Toby fucking. We, don't let if, Toby sway you. <laughs> if we play the way. We, what number played, did you
2: have in your head at the start of this podcast? I had seven, but if but like talking about with you guys at the seven Liverpool points. game, if we play Liverpool the way we play Tottenham, we're going to win. I, I believe that, but.
0: South Carolina Ryan, I've
2: got you down right. for seven points. Yeah, Deal with it, points.
0: Manny Riz. Manny Risticle, yeah. Blackzilla <laughs> himself. Mm.
3: Um, points. Wait. First things first, three things first. Ranch is disgusting. Um, nine points. <laughs> <laughs> nine What's points.
0: Sense? Three, three, three. Boys, I've gone with yeah. seven points. Seven points. So that's Max and Ryan with seven points. Toby and Manny with nine points. And guys, I think it's in everyone's best interest that we end the podcast somewhere around now. As always, thank you so much to my brothers in ass. That's not a Dire Straits album. That's patent pending, copyrighted to the ass brothers. But my brothers in ass, Toby, OG Toby, thank you so much. Ryan, thank you so much. Well done with the Rihanna stuff. Manny, my Thank
2: thank you. Thank you. Stop. Manny Manny Riz. Stop. Manny Riz. (laughs) Riz. Yeah. The English Hammer.
3: (laughs) I'm not English.
0: <laughs> Thank you. So, well, you you fucking um, French hammer from England. The Black and Decker. Whatever it might be.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, little shout out to our friends over there in England. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. The Ass Brothers is no longer your weekly podcast. We are your monthly podcast. But Guns and Yellow Ribbons, fantastic friends of ours. Uh, we work with them. They work with us. They're your weekly podcast. Follow them on Spotify. Follow them on iTunes. Follow them in all the great places. Guys, the Ass Brothers Rantcast. Follow us on Facebook. We are at Ars Brothers Rent. We're on Spotify. We are on SoundCloud. I think we're on Podbean, we're on all sorts of shit. We're going to try and get you on some, some YouTube stuff soon as well. Me and Manny, we're going to try and get some videos to you guys, some post-match videos, some some sweet baby rays and mayo videos. And as always, guys, don't forget, if you're going to join a forum, if you're going to join a forum to talk to Arsenal fans, please, guys, jump online and join the Arsenal Fans Forum it's the only forum to jump onto. It's the only place where people aren't a pack of complete cunts, though there are some cunts on there, but not all of them cunts. Guys, we have been the Ars Brothers Rankcast. This has been the Arsenal monthly review for August. We'll see you guys at the end of September. We're hoping for three from three, and we're hoping to fuck those spuds. Cheers, guys. Good night. Good night.